welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. We talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. Simon has a few buy-to-lets and runs Patma, which is a leading portfolio management software system and a source of property market insights. Stuart runs a portfolio of owned and leased co-living properties and also offers property investment consultancy. And today, it would obviously be remiss of us not to wish you all a very happy Christmas. Hope you managed to get enough turkey and Brussels sprouts onto your plates and that everyone was sated with the number of presents that Father Christmas brought them. And I guess Simon and I, before we hit the record button, we're talking about the year that's gone. And we we don't want to be cliched in in the land of podcasting, but I think... We always need to have a reflect on the year that was. And one of the ways that I do that and have done for the last few years is I think about the year that's gone and reflect on it with a word and then think about the word for the following year. So I've asked Simon to have a think about the same. Now, Simon hasn't shared his with me, so this is going to be a surprise to me as well. But for example, you know, a couple of years ago, for me, it was all about growth. So the word for, for a year was growth. And Everything I, you know, I wrote that at the front of my pad, got the word wherever I could and thought about that. And that's really helped me get focused throughout the year. So I, uh, you know, it, it could be things as, uh, as simple as compliance, for example. But we'll, we'll talk about that. And I've thought about my year, Simon, and you've had a little think about yours. And if, if the most turbulent of years could be distilled into a single word for Patma and for your property business, where did you get to? Well, you, you asked me in advance to, to think of a word for the year that has gone. And, and, and I have a word, which I will re- reveal shortly. But you didn't give me forewarning of trying to come up with a word for next year. So, so I'm afraid I, I may have to come back to you on that one at some, some future episode. The, the word I've gone for for the, the past year is really focused around my thoughts on my property business, not my Patma business. And, and the word I've gone for is slow. Slow. Okay. Tell us more. So I feel that things went slower than I was hoping and perhaps expecting. So I went into the year hoping to purchase one, perhaps two properties. And that process turned out to be much slower and harder going than I was expecting because the market in the early parts of the year, was difficult to, to buy in. There were not many deals to be had. Property prices were, were going up and up, and it was, was difficult. And hence, that process went much slower. I did, in the end, purchase one property, not, not two, just one. So that was also sort of slower, if you like, than, than hoped. And then that purchase process went slowly and took... I think something in the region of five months in the end. So that, that's not ridiculously long in, in the world of property conveyancing, but it is slower than you might hope, especially seeing as both the seller and myself as a purchaser went into the, the transaction saying, we want this to go quickly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, not, not, not quite the hoped result there. And I was then also needing to sort out a refurbishment project on that property. And I have been slow with that. <laughs> I think, I, I don't know, feel, feel free to, to dig into that if you've got any questions, Stuart. But if you haven't, perhaps you could reveal your word. Well, I think it's along the, 
similar lines actually because slow has a negative connotation and what you've just talked about is fr- frustration and actually my word of 2022 is frustration <laughs> remarkably similar <laughs> <laughs> and it's for both things that haven't happened that we've wanted to happen obviously the, it's been a really turbulent year in terms of the property market specifically of obviously there's wider things going on which which we're all aware of i i think f- for me it was that you know i had real intentions to grow the business the property business much quicker than i did and just so many challenges in the market just led me to being a bit frustrated but the interesting bit about when you do reflect, Simon, and, and and actually just even having this conversation, when I reflect on it, and I was doing a bit of this last night, I look at the business and we're a good six-figure turnover business. You know, we are, we've grown. And actually, I looked at the last sort of three, four years, and I, I don't have the numbers in hand, which I should have, actually, if, if we're thinking about reviews. But we, we grew like 50%, at least 50% year on year in terms of revenues. But the frustration for me was that the profit is still not where it needs to be, as in we're not quite making a profit yet. So as a property business and as a property business post podcast, that's pretty frustrating for me. So I think it aligns a little bit with your slow and your own frustrations, both with market factors and frustrations with yourself. And and I, I completely feel that as well, because I feel like I should have done things differently. And I think I think that gets us thinking about the things that we could have done differently, what we've learned about and, and the successes. So given that both of our words had slightly negative connotations, what do you think went really well for you this year? <laughs> so I think in, in in a couple of ways, I've been relatively fortunate in terms of timing. So I think that my my best result for the year was good, but could have actually been a lot better still. The, the remortgages that I had to do this, this year, actually, I didn't have to do all of them. So I, I did three remortgages this year. One of them I had to do because it was coming off of a, a fixed period. But the other two were on tracker mortgages so that there's there nothing actually expiring. But we could all see that mortgage rates were going up <laughs> We were expecting gradually, but it turned out to be somewhat somewhat more rapid, going against my, my word of the year there. But it was all about trying to, to sort of get the timing right on those remortgages. So the, the fixed one, I had to try and get that in as early as I could. You can't apply for it too early because then the offer isn't valid for, for the changeover point. So I think I managed to time that fairly well. It, it wasn't the the best rate at the early of the at the earlier end of the year but also it was much much better than the rates we were looking at later in the year so that one was, was okay the other two that i took off of tracker rates and put onto a five-year fix again i could have done that earlier and ended up with slightly better rates however another part of that process for me was raising capital so I was actually remortgaging to extract funds from those two properties. And in order to do the best I could for that, I had to increase rents a little bit on those. They're, they're still 
wave low market value. And we've talked about this a lot in the past on this podcast, but I, I did increase rents. So I had to wait until I was able to increase those rents and for those rent increases to have effect and feed through into bank statements so that I could prove that to the mortgage companies in order to raise the extra capital in the remortgages. So this, this isn't a, an out and out, absolutely amazing five star success story. But I think it is a good success for me this year. I did perform three remortgages. I did extract a reasonable amount of funds that have helped me with, with the purchase this year. And I managed to do it before the worst of the rate increases. So overall, pretty pleased with that, that particular success. Uh, do you know, the funny thing is, is that your successes remind me of my biggest failures of this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, well should, should, we, should we carry on with that then ra- rather than your success? Or would you like to, <laughs> like to be positive first? <laughs> well, I think it makes sense to talk about it, which is your failure was at getting those remortgages to happen at the right time. And I think it serves as a good reminder for, for anyone that is in the same situation is that I, I unfortunately have a habit of leaving my mortgage mortgage changes till the last moment. And I did the same this year, but the mortgage company, which we've talked about on this podcast, Kent Reliance Stroke One Savings Bank, were in such a bad place administratively that by the time we'd, we'd gone for it, even if it was a, a month before or a few weeks before the before the product was due to expire, it took them so long to get back that we ended up on multiple standard variable rates, SVRs, on a couple of properties. And on one of the properties, that more than doubled the mortgage. Fortunately for me, in terms of actual numbers, that was one of the lower mortgages. It was Essentially, it went from £250 a month to £500 a month. That's probably the smallest property I have. But that did also happen on a bigger property as well. And that went up by something like 40 to 50%. So so that was one of my big learnings was make sure that I am totally aware of when these products are going to end and at least you know, touch base with my broker to ensure that, that they are also aware so that we can be in a good place to do what you've done and just, just stay ahead of the game, make sure we're on the right product. The fact of the matter is, all, all, well, most of our mortgages went up this year if we were changing this year for, all, for obvious reasons, but didn't have to go up as much as they did for me uh, yeah yeah I, I think the learning for, for me around that was that you can actually get mortgage offers quite a long way in advance when you're remortgaging so I, I had previously thought you couldn't really do anything until with you're in sort of a three-month window before the expiry but as it turns out for some providers at least you can start six months before the the fixed rate expires or, or your current mortgage deal expires so yeah you you do have scope to get in quite early if you're yeah. if you're organised enough. But it, but interestingly, my failure does lead me to my success because for me, the biggest success for us was survival. My business made it, and uh, yeah, we say that uh, jokingly here. But if I'm honest, it's it wasn't always guaranteed given the struggles that we've been through. So as as I say, in terms of gross rents, we've we've got over 60 rooms now we're adding more to it so the revenues are quite high we are gross revenue you know a good a good six-figure business you know close to well around the three hundred thousand plus mark for gross revenues and obviously well i say obviously but the, the business we we cover within that business we cover all of the utilities in fact we cover all costs so we cover gas electricity water 
broadband, TV license, anything you can think of, we have to cover that cost within the business. That's the business model for the tenants that we serve. And of course, we have mortgages and landlords to pay if we're leasing those properties. And with the exception of the landlord rental amounts, everything went up, as we know. We've just talked about mortgages, so they all went up. And the energy costs went up. And I looked in my business, the energy costs went up in terms of cost rates by 50%. So when I looked at the cash flow documents, and again, I'm not, not asking anyone to, uh, to shed a tear for us, but this, this is the business of property. And we're just talking about this business is that our rents were static because most people, certainly students, they'd sign their contracts a year in advance. We've talked about that. But most people have, you know, in co-living, you know, there are quite short-term agreements. So you can't just turn around and start putting up rents, which we didn't. So the, the, our revenue base stayed exactly the same, but our cost base went up dramatically. And to be honest, there was some what Alex Ferguson used to call squeaky bum moments that we had in the business. But here we are, December the 28th, and the business still exists. And I'm expecting it to exist for quite a few years more. So I personally am very, very happy with that fact that we just just got on with it and did what we could, which which is another set of conversations around how we do that but that that was that was our success just staying in existence yeah i know you know from from your perspective i think the fact that you actually bought a property despite your word of the year being slow i think it still shows some resilience that in in a very uh, tumultuous market you still managed to hold firm and, and do what you wanted to do yeah quite there were definitely times when i wasn't sure it was actually going to happen the mortgage process and hoops that had to be jumped through to to get it to happen were um, harder than I would normally expect and there were times when I really did think that they it, it might all come crumbling down when the mortgage company downvalued it by 5000 or when the mortgage company insisted on getting a a quote for certain works in advance and when the the seller was saying uh, I can't hang on any longer before completion. We've really got to complete because uh, I, well, I, I won't reveal reveal their their reasoning, but but they were they were desperate to complete, and it was it was looking uncertain at times for a number of different reasons. So yes, it, it was it was slow getting there, but but yes, I'm I'm quite pleased that we did actually get there in the end. It certainly wasn't a an absolute given uh, for a for a number of reasons and at a number of points along the way and your your learnings stroke areas where you think we should have done better what, what were your areas for for 2022 <laughs> well i think probably my my biggest not so much learning because i knew this already really but it was very definitely a reminder and that's just it takes so much time doing doing this this process. I mean, the the actual purchase process, the pack that my solicitor provided to me was, I, oh, I can't remember. I think I, I did reveal the number on here before, but it was, it was well over 200 pages. I can't remember what it actually was now. And that's, that's a lot of text to sit down and read at some point before you, you go ahead with a, a purchase. And then afterwards, well, in my case, anyway, I needed to do a, a refurbishment. And I, that process as well takes an inordinate amount of time i mean you, you think okay th this is a house it needs refurbing i know i'll find a builder say please go in there and make this house nice 
it's not that simple. You, you need to find different contractors for different things, potentially. You then need to line up when you and they are available and then cope with the fact that plans change and one of you can't make it and you have to reschedule again. And then you, you go in and list a lot of different things as you, you, you talk to them. And then you go away and you go back the next week and you spot more things. <laughs> and, and you have to start the process all over again, talking to perhaps another contractor or talking to the, the, the same one again, getting them to update their quote and you have to wait for quotes. And oh my goodness, trying to do that whilst also keeping a completely separate business up and running and healthy is, is just so, so difficult. It's, yes, a, a real, real reminder that this world of building property portfolios and, and buy to let, while it, it can in some situations be sort of passive and low time input, a lot of the time it is not. A lot of the time it is very high time input. Yeah. And I think it serves also as a reminder that a lot of things are within our control or within our gift, but then a lot of things aren't. And as property investors, property owners, that, that's not always easy because it's very, uh, it's very easy for us to sit here and glibly talk about our words of the year and our plans for the year ahead. But unfortunately, the rest of the world isn't naturally going to bend itself towards the things that we want. And I, I think, you know, you're talking about being, things being served as reminders. And I think if anything last year served as a reminder that there are, there are a lot more things outside of our control than we think there are. But in the same token, we have to focus on what we can control. And, you know, we, we've, we've talked in detail and it's been covered in lots of detail everywhere about the, you know, the cost of utilities, rising interest rates and so on. And I think the, you know, for me, that was a big learning was that actually there's a lot more outside of our control. I think because of the, the access to easy debt, low interest rates and so on, I thought it was just a lot easier to, to handle things. And of course, one, once things started moving, you know, the dial started moving upwards and creating a more challenging environment, I was suddenly reminded very clearly that this is not an easy game to play if you're in it for the long haul. And that was my other learning from the year is if I was to simplify it into a sentence is growth doesn't come well from bad debt. And what I mean by that is that if we were to segment debt into good and bad, then for me, bad debt is credit cards and the like. And in inverted commas, good debt is what we get from mortgage companies. Of course, what's happened is with the rising interest rates, I've got credit cards where the interest rate is significantly less than what I've currently got on a mortgage now, which is making me wonder about whether or not I should change. You know, I have a mortgage that's been on a bridge for three years, as we were talking about, you know, and that is, uh, that's ranged from between 7 and 10% per annum, which is painful. Yeah, that, that's definitely one we need to pick up another, another episode. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and that for me, because I think the challenge I've had is if you spend any time online in social media looking for property investment, you're going to you're going to you're going to bring up all of the usual suspects in the property education world, let's say that. And of course, they're all giving great advice on, you know, other people's money, zero percent credit cards and so on. But my learning, and maybe I'm just very, very naive, is that 
that might be okay for short term. But if you want to build a big sustainable property business, that is not the way to go. And you know, I've I've got the T-shirt to show for that because we've we've used bad debt, we've used other people's money, and we're paying for that. And six years on, my business cash flow is lower than it should be because of those short-term measures that we took. But that's my learning from that. And and I see that as a positive thing now because now I'm trying to think about what I can do for the business in an additive way. Rather than think about how can I solve this problem by borrowing, it's that is no longer an option for me. I've taken it off the table. So the only levers we can pull, therefore, and anyone that with a business is just laughing at me saying, I can't believe it's taking you this long to work out, Stuart, but is you either grow the revenues, so increase revenues, or reduce the cost. They're the, you know, the two big levers. And that's what we've been focused on a lot for the last year. And so given that you haven't considered, had a chance to consider your word for next year, I'll tell you mine is profit. So it's going to be the word I focus on, which is how do we essentially gear everything we do around profit now? We've grown revenues to a level where we're quite happy. We've still got a few more projects in the pipeline to grow revenues. But how do we get that profit margin better stroke cash flow positive? That So profit is going to be, you know, everything I do, the question will be, how does this impact profit, you know? or otherwise. And so I want everything I do to focus around that. So so hopefully that will give you some f- food for thought, Simon, on, on terms of what you want your word of 2023 to be. That sounds like a great word, doesn't it? I mean, what business would not want profit as their, their main focus? <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I, I will certainly put that on my shortlist as I'm working through words for next year and indeed goals for next year, which are, are things I, I will be doing over this this festive season or what's left of it. <laughs> there's, there's so many good words to choose from actually out there. I mean, profit, is, you can't go wrong with profit, but then there's growth as well. And that, that's a very tempting word to, to go for, especially in, in a, a software business that potentially has a lot of growth potential. Yeah. But as you were speaking of, of debt, often growth is associated with taking on debt in order to, to fuel that growth. And that's actually something I've always erred away from for, for Patma and, and the software business. Uh, I haven't wanted to take on that, well, certainly external debt anyway, to, to, to fuel that. Lots of thinking to be done. Yeah, and words I've used in the past, sim- you know, simplify. And that was a word I used in professional and personal life. Like, how do I simplify? And, you know, like, I, I wrote that word at the front of my notebook. I wrote it on my whiteboard at home. I put it everywhere just to say, am I doing this in the simplest way possible? You know, and it could, and it, it, it could be obviously anything that's sort of relevant to, to what, you know, yourself and what you want to achieve. But I found it really quite useful, actually. I'm just trying to think of some others. But yeah, you know, sp- spirituality or, you know, whatever it may be that is important to you and something that you'd like to finish the year with. Picking up on Simplify, I mean, that, that's also another sort of, driving factor for for pretty much everything I do with with Patmo. I I always want to make life simpler for people, make life simpler for landlords, simpler for for property managers, and doing that through software, making that software either simple to use or making that software have facilities and automations built into it that just make everyday actions simpler. 
So, I mean, there's, there's no reason why people should be repeating the same tasks again and again and again every day or every week or every month when those tasks can be put into a computer program and the, the computer can do it for you. It just, just seems silly to, to have the human do such boring and repetitive things when, when a computer can, can do it for you. Yeah. So, so yeah, si- simplification, another excellent word. Automation is another, another word I, I, I like around, around Patma and, and what software can do for people. Yeah, systemize. Yeah, L- lots of choices. Yeah, and, and I found something which inspired me. So a word, it had to be a word which in, at the time inspired me. And it's funny because obviously the world moves on and then I look back on some of the words that I've got written in pads and I've changed but at the time, some words just inspire me to do what it is I want to do. And I think that's it. Does the word give you energy and inspiration? If so, then it's probably the right word. If it, if it just makes you feel flat, then it's probably not the right word for you. Given where we're at in terms of time, I think we've run our course on today's podcast episode. And we'd be more than happy to hear from anyone that has other words in their vocabulary for the year ahead or the year gone. Simon and I have both been let's say, leaning towards the negative, but hopefully in a more reflective learning way. Don't forget, you can join us now. We have an email subscriber list where we intend to get you all of the best resources and interesting insights that we can. Just click the link below in the show notes or head over to thebusinessofproperty.com and you'll find it all there as well. Other than that, we both wish you a very happy and prosperous new year and we'll see you on next week's episode.